The following presentation is from North Pine Baptist Church. We trust that it will help you learn more about God and His message for the world. For more information and to connect with us, visit npbc.org.au. Well, thank you, Janine and team. It's great to be here sharing the word of the Lord with you this morning. That, uh, I must confess, that song that you chose, the Angels from the Realms of Glory, that charged me, got me going. What a brilliant song. What a brilliant song for today's message. Thank you for that. Well, welcome anyone who might be visiting or, or new to the place here at North Pine Baptist Church. A special welcome to you. It's great to have you here. You've joined us as we've not long started. We're week two into our series, our Christmas series And we're looking at the different messages from the different characters, a few of the characters in the the story, the Christmas story as the word of God lays it out. Today we're looking at the message of the angels. Last week, uh, Pastor Ray looked at the message of the manger. Today we're looking at the message of the angels. And on Christmas Eve, Bill's going to be opening the word and looking at the message of the magi. So the message of the angels can be found in Luke chapter 2. So if you have your Bibles there, I'm going to be using the NIV this morning. I like the way it holds the word favour throughout Luke's Gospel, especially from the start. So feel free to read back chapter 1 and see what's going on there. Uh, The words will be on the screen. But before I get into that, if you're a parent of a teenager or young adult, or maybe if you're a teenager or young adult or you've been one, maybe you've had the experience where you're asleep in your bedroom. It's nice and dark and cool in there. And all of a sudden your parent comes in and just opens up the curtains and the the bright sunshine just starts coming in and just piercing your eyeballs. Your parent says, get up. You're going to miss this. Have you ever been in that situation? Whether, Whether you've been the parent or whether you've been the young person. You've had that. You know what I'm talking about? I think that's a good image to have in our mind this morning as we come to verse 8 of chapter 2. The reason why a parent would do something like that is because they need to, to rouse us from our slumber. They don't want us to miss out what important thing is happening. Maybe you need to get off to school. Maybe you need to get to work. Family needs to get out the door. Whatever it is, we need this almost lightning bolt, this this sudden impactful thing that gets us, gets our attention. When the curtains of heaven are opened in Luke chapter 2, a host of angels step through. And the reason for this breaking through of heaven to earth is that God is at work. There's a don't miss this moment that heaven needs to get earth's attention. God has done and is doing something that earth cannot afford to miss. So let's read this now. Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through to 20. This is the word of the Lord for us this morning. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. 
An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Let me pray. Lord and Heavenly Father, we do thank you for your word. We thank you for breaking in and we ask that your Holy Spirit might teach us this morning. Show us where you might be trying to break into our lives and get our attention today in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, as we can uh, see in that passage there, the angels are heaven's messengers with heaven's message. And they open up the curtains in Luke 2 to share with the world the greatest news we could ever hope to hear. Their message is peace with God. Look at verse 8. There were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, watching over their flocks at night. You can always get that, that tired, wearisome eyes, can't you? It's dark. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. Can you imagine that? This is far superior to any opening of the curtains in your bedroom and the the bright sunshine coming in. This is the glory of the Lord that is filling the night sky. It's not just any glory. It's not just bright light. It's a glory that you can feel. It's a terrifying glory. The King James Version translates that terrified word as that the shepherds were sore afraid. Sore afraid. I, I love that. Imagine being so fearful that it hurts. You talk about whether you're you're someone who, who fights, flights or freezes. Could you imagine that, freezing in pain? 
The shepherds are in no doubt that this is a heavenly being that has appeared before them. And they're so gripped with fear that it hurts them. It impacts their body. And in this moment, heaven has gotten earth's attention. In verse 10, the angel allays their fears by saying to them, I'm a messenger of good news. He says, don't be afraid. I bring you good news. It will cause great joy for all the people. My purpose for being here, the angel says, is to share God's words of grace with you, not his wrath. My message will bring joy to everyone, not fear. And not just for a few. Joy for all the people. Let's move quickly on. Verse 11. The angel says to them, Today in the town of David a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord, and this will be assigned to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. Notice that word today. That is a word of fulfillment. means the wait is over. It is happening now. Maybe you can remember a time when the wait has been over for you, when that day you've been waiting for has finally come. When that wedding day arrives, when that birthday arrives. Well, kids, maybe when you wake up in eight days' time and Christmas Day has finally arrived. See, it's not just tomorrow or a few weeks. It is today that is something special, that that anticipation is fulfilled today. It is here. At least for us, with these special days, we get a countdown, don't we? We've got a date on the calendar. and We can mark each day off as we get closer and closer. Eight days to Christmas. Well, they didn't have that back then. Jesus' birth had been promised in Isaiah 11 and Micah 5. But no date had been given. It's not like they had their calendar out and they were able to mark off the days for when the Messiah would be coming. So this heavenly messenger appears before the angels and says, Today is that day. Today God fulfills his promises. You can see how Jesus' birth is not something to be missed, is it? Heaven thinks so. In fact, it'll go to the lengths of pulling back the curtains of heaven so that the earth can get the message. It opens the blinds and says to earth, see what God is doing. See that God is fulfilling his promises. Now, more than that, it's not just about today. Notice what the angel says, that Jesus is born 
to you. Chew on that for a minute. Mull it over. Jesus is born to and for humanity. Jesus was born to and for humanity. His birth is for our benefit. What's one of the great things about Christmas Day when you've got all those presents under the tree? You're looking for your name in that too column, aren't you? Is it to me or is it to someone else? To humanity. Love God. Jesus is born to and for us. How so, you ask? Well, the angel goes on to say that Jesus is not just some other ruler, some other special person like Rome's Caesar might have been. Neither is he just another deliverer. Like the judges of Israel were back in the Old Testament. No, look at the titles that the angel uses in verse 11 for this newborn child. He's a saviour, the Messiah, the Lord. Jesus is saviour. He will deliver his people. He will save them. Jesus is the Messiah or Christ, which means he is the anointed one. He is king over God's kingdom. Also means he's in the family line of David. More than that, Jesus is the Lord. This occurrence here is the the 19th time that that phrase, the Lord, is used so far in Luke. It's chapter 2, we're already up to 19 times. It's a word that is used to to show that, that Jesus is God. Mary says, my soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Saviour. Jesus is God. God in the flesh. Can you, can you think, can you contemplate that? This baby, wrapped in cloths, is the almighty God in the flesh. No wonder heaven doesn't want earth to miss this moment. It's about to pull out all the stops to grab the, the shepherd's attentions if by somehow they've not got it yet. I mean, can you imagine what it must have been like for the shepherds to be face to face with one messenger from heaven? They were terrified. They were sore afraid. What about being faced with the angel armies? What do you reckon that would be like? I mean, there's not much a shepherd's crook would be good for in that situation, right? I mean, there, there is no fight here. 
Maybe the only thing you could use it for was to help keep you upright. But all of a sudden, this the skies are filled with the armies of heaven. What are they there to do? Well, they're not there to fight. They're there to proclaim glory and peace. Look at verse 13. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. I heard those words a fair bit this time of year. It's really popular on Christmas cards to hear those terms. Peace on earth. Glory to God in the heaven. Peace on earth. But whilst we Westerners might be familiar with these words, I suspect we may have failed to grasp their meaning. The angels begin by proclaiming glory to God in the highest heaven. Christopher Ashe, commentator on this, explains God's glory in this way. He says, glory is the outward shining of God's inward being. It is when his invisible, weighty majesty becomes somehow visible and tangible to his creatures. It's the outward shining of God's inward being. It is when his invisible, weighty majesty becomes somehow visible and tangible to his creatures. So when Jesus is born, when the Son of God comes to earth and takes on flesh, God's invisible, weighty majesty is made visible in a way that it wasn't before, in some new way. And God's glory seems to shine in heaven in some newer, greater way than it did before. If you can imagine that. But that's not all. Not only does Jesus' birth bring glory to God in heaven, Heaven also announces that it brings peace on earth to those on whom his favour rests. Now this peace that is declared here has two facets to its meaning. Firstly, by his death, Jesus will be the mediator of peace between God and humans. Robert knew what was coming today. He's already gone to Romans chapter 5 where it says, Therefore, Since we have been justified through faith and have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into his grace in which we now stand. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. It's the first facet of this peace, peace between God and humans. Secondly, In the wake of this new peace that humanity now experiences with God, it is possible to enjoy peace with one another. That comes as an after effect. It's like a cargo ship charging through the open ocean. Firstly, you have this cargo ship making a new path, taking the cargo where it needs to go, but you've got this wake coming behind. You have this after effect, or like 
maybe summer holidays and you're in the pool and God, uh, Dad and the older cousins start up a whirlpool. They're making that new way and you can get caught up in their wake. Now, I'm not condoning doing that in an above-ground pool where there's a liner. It's been drilled into me. You don't do that. It'll wreck the liner. So I'm not saying you go and do it, but you've probably been in that situation where Dad's making the way and you can jump in and this after effect is there accessible to all. Well, when God brings peace between God and humans, the second facet of that is that the earth can enjoy this after effect of peace on earth. It's secondary. It's not primary. We also note in those verses that peace happens through God's favour. It's a heaven-to-earth thing, not an earth-to-heaven thing. It's not something that is instigated by us, nor is it something we deserve or earn. It's ours by God's gracious gift, his choice, his initiative, his work. How fantastic is that? He's making the way. We just come on board. And he doesn't keep it a secret. He doesn't just do it behind the scenes. He rips open the curtains and makes sure that we know about it. There is a, an earth to heaven aspect though. So we need to receive it. We need to respond. We need to believe it and accept it. And the shepherds do. They respond to the good news by going and seeing the baby, seeing this saviour, this messiah, the Lord. How would you respond if heaven opened the curtains to your life and showed you what God was doing? How would you respond? Would you believe it? Would you accept it? Go and see it. Well, notice the change that happens here in verses 17 and 20. When the shepherds had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. Then verse 20, the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen which were just as they had been told. You notice the change? The angels had been heaven's messengers with heaven's message. When they go back into heaven, who takes up that mantle? Earth does. The shepherds have become heaven's messengers with heaven's Message. In verse 20, they're the ones that are then glorifying and praising God. We have a part to play in the Christmas story.
the shepherd's response should be our response, shouldn't it? They don't just go halfway. They don't just go and see and go, that's pretty cool. No. They believe the good news. So they go and see it. They believe the good news, so they go and share it. And their message has impact. We see that impact in verses 18 and 19. Some are amazed. We don't hear anything more about their response. But want us to focus on Mary's response. Mary treasures the words and actions of the shepherds and ponders them. If you're spending December reading through Luke, notice the bits where it talks about where Mary takes something to heart. She's trying to put the pieces together. She takes the angel's words to her that have already happened back in chapter 1. The angel's words to Zechariah about Elizabeth's pregnancy. And now she takes the shepherd's words and their actions. She treasures it in her heart and she ponders it. She says, what does this mean? I can see heaven's doing something. What does it mean? There's so much we can take out of this passage this morning. But I'm conscious that you might find yourself asking a similar question to Mary this Christmas. What does it mean? Maybe you've been noticing some things throughout this year. Things that have been happening in your life. Maybe there's an answered prayer. Oh, that's interesting. Maybe you've heard a testimony from a friend. Maybe there's been some sort of provision that you've needed and it's been provided for you. Maybe there's been a special way through a struggle. You've just been pondering that. What does this all mean? Friends, have you considered this morning that maybe heaven is trying to break through? Maybe it's wanting to open up the curtains to your life so that you can see what God is doing. You don't want to miss it, friends. God is at work. I encourage you to respond. Go and see for yourself. That can take different forms. Maybe you want to chat to that friend that shared their testimony. Maybe maybe you want to read through some of what Luke has been talking about. Maybe you want to come along Christmas Eve, Christmas Day here, and hear some more. There's also some books up in the foyer. I recommend in particular the one that says The Gift, the Moroni-coloured one. Maybe you want to go and take that and have a flick through yourself. If if heaven is trying to break through into your life, friends, 
pulling open the curtains, trying to get your attention. Don't miss it. Let it in and respond. Let me pray. A loving Lord and Heavenly Father, conscious that there is so much that we miss. Lord, your word tells us that you are always at work. And to see, Lord, this morning that you're at work for our benefit. You're not trying to keep this a secret. Father, you're doing what you can to get our attention. Lord Jesus, just to spend some time looking at this this morning. Just to think that heaven has provided a saviour, a Messiah, God himself, so that we would have peace with you. That is what we need, Lord, and you have provided for us. Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit will We'll be opening the curtains in different people's lives this Christmas period. And that we will see the role that we have to play. We'll see that the right response is to see for ourselves and to share with others. Lord, use us as your messengers with your message, I pray. And this Christmas, may you draw many to you. Thank you, we pray in Jesus' name. Thanks for joining us for this presentation from North Pine Baptist Church. For more information and to connect with us, visit npbc.org.au.